Hello. Welcome to Join Effort. My name's Marina. And I'm Emily. Uh, This is our podcast slash YouTube slash platform to emotional diary (laughs) slash live journal. Just kidding. Yeah. And we want to talk about the Canadian cannabis industry. Yeah. So I'm a national sales manager. I work for a licensed producer in the sales, product development, customer service, the whole shebang. We all know that in cannabis when you're working for any of these companies, they're all a startup to a degree. So you have many hats and you've got your hands in tons of different stash jars and marina. And I'm a bud tender. And I'm a bud tender. <laughs> but a very cool one. You I'm, worked I'm for, right bud tender. I worked for an independent, a national chain, a corporate location. I'm back working for an independent that has more than one store. So I've kind of like almost every portfolio of possible cannabis store i have worked at all of them and i'm still here and i still do it for some reason and you still love it i still love it i do really love it i love my job but we uh we want to kind of talk about um cannabis the different areas of the cannabis industry different rules regulations uh literally everything what it's like to be a bud tender what it's like to be a national sales manager uh how companies are run the rules they gotta follow the paths they take yeah i think just the main thing was both of us were finding as we've become best friends over the years that in the industry there's a lot of gaps and a lot of things are missing and so we thought that this would be a good opportunity for Marina to share the bartender side of the industry and for me to argue <laughs> as the licensed producer in this side of the industry. So. There's just a lot of areas that people uh, don't really have knowledge about. Like there's, there the goal is kind of to have subjects where half of you say, oh my God, I knew that. The other half of you say, oh my God, I had no idea. It's yeah yeah people don't really realize how much information is missing and we don't know all the information so of course as you follow along with us you will have lots of guests and interesting people coming in and research and such to go on about everything from seed to weed and hopefully you guys want to follow along with us absolutely and if you have any questions comments concerns notes for the chefs we have an instagram page it's at emily and marina pretty simple you can follow us on there and you can comment on our stuff or send us messages if you have ideas or if you have the hot piping tea we will also accept tea um but yeah like this is an open path of communication let us know what you want to see let us know what you know we're open to learning absolutely we've learned a lot you're gonna learn a lot we're gonna learn even more yep and the number one rule and only rule Keep it kind. Keep it kind. We don't want to be rude. We don't want to be hurtful. We don't want to be crappy. We just only good vibes. Only good stuff. But I guess that brings us to we should start off by explaining us. Yeah. (laughs) How we met and how we how we came to be. Yeah. So you first or me first? I'll go first. (laughs) Um no, you go first because it makes more sense for the timeline. Yeah, so I started in October of legalization, 2019, right? Oh my god. Wasn't it? No, it was 2018. 
2018? It was absolutely 2018 because legalization was October 2017, and then it took an entire calendar year for stores to be able to right, open. Right, right, yeah. Frick. Feels <laughs> like 30 years have passed oh, already. God, oh, my God. Um, but so I started as a bud tender there, working in a corporate chain that was a local to Alberta thing and then got purchased by the big guys and turned into something else. But mm-hmm. during that time, it was so messy and so much fun. It felt like almost... The way I describe that place is like going to high school like when you had like all the best friends and you guys were gonna meet in the lunchroom and talk shit about everything it's true that's what working at that place was like and so um that's how we met you started coming into the store yeah i was a loyal customer oh yeah shop there like three times a week literally just to see emily because she was funny and cute but mostly because she's funny And then you sent your mom in. Which I sent was my mom so in, cute. which homegirl swear CBD makes her high. <laughs> Don't have the heart to Don't explain trust it. Marge. Scientifically <laughs> not possible, but but Emily dealt with her beautifully. I'll never forget. She comes in and she's like, "Yeah, my daughter sent me here. You know, the tall one with the light pink hair." And I was like, "Oh yes, can't forget. Who could forget?" But that's all. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Not really one you forget easily. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad, you get to decide. <laughs> um, and then we had the unfortunate exit of a coworker. Um, well, we had a couple exits. Like we had some people transition out, move on to different things. Yeah. Good and move. bad. Happy moves. Sad moves. Dramatic <laughs> moves. <laughs> And in that process, you came in and we were like, dude, you should come work with us. And at the time, you were working where again? I worked for my parents' trucking company. Right. And I was like a jack of all trades. I literally did whatever I was told, as one does when your parents are are signing your paychecks. (laughs) Um, uh, But they're shocked. I literally three times a week would come into the store yeah yeah and then we were like you gotta work here you gotta apply you gotta apply you better put your resume on indeed right this <laughs> second. literally please put your resume on indeed or we will die and you did and i did i can't believe you did that like you well, came was... in there enough to know that you should oh i that. absolutely <laughs> knew that it was crazy <laughs> but it was fun like i worked for my parents for four years four and a half years and I literally, three days out of five, sat in a room that was, like, literally, I think it was seven feet by six and a half feet. Just, and I literally did whatever. And, like, the idea of working with these crazy, awesome girls, like, you were a group of crazy girls, but you were awesome. I had to. I simply had to. Ugh. Do you remember getting the call, like, for the interview? What was the interview process like at that time? Um, Because I already knew, like, I had a base level relationship with both the managers at the time. So, like, it was very informal. Um, Like, 10 minutes I was in and out. Like, it was super quick. And not really anything that different. Like, there was, like, do you consume cannabis? And I was like, yeah. Like I think they 90- asked you that? Yeah, ninety percent of the questions were <laughs> I like don't even a know if formality. You're supposed to ask that. Well, I think it was more they were just c- curious. Like they kind of curious. 
Um, but no, it was more of like a thing that was like every question was a formality because I got the impression that they were just going to hire me. Right. Because like I knew literally every single person that worked there. So it's just like obvious that I was getting the job and this was just like doing the, the steps. Yeah. The bare minimum. But didn't you have to do like a Skype and Zoom? I had to do a Skype with like some guy in like a regional manager position. But I also think that was a formality. Although he did ask me, he's like... Would you fire someone if they were caught stealing? And like, my answer was like, well, I would be more curious to the purpose because obviously they're not doing it for the giggles. Like, what's the purpose behind it? Like, I maybe I can help them in another way so that they don't ever have to do something like that again and we can just forget about it. And he was like, you're really lucky that you're not applying for a manager position because I wouldn't have given you the job. And I was like, I was not applying for a manager position, so would it really matter? Yeah, it was just, like, really weird. And then, of course, it took, like, a week and a half for him to call me. I distinctly remember going to the store and you and your coworker saying, newbie, 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 and me being like, did I get the job? Did I get it? Did I actually get the job? And then you're like, never mind, we didn't say anything. We absolutely didn't say anything. Forget we said anything. We said nothing. Say less. Say less, queen. So... But yeah, my first shift was with you, I think. Yeah, probably. Yep. And it was like I already knew most of the products, so it wasn't really that hard. It was um the hard part was dealing with like OCD vault vault king and sitting queen. In, sitting in the vault and oh. like who got to watch crazy shows in the vault live pd live pd watching live pd literally every friday and saturday and i loved how consumers would come in and they'd just be like we know you have live pd on that screen turn it around <laughs> and as they were shopping More they'd be watching watching live PD. live pd we'd all be sitting there watching police chases <laughs> which we do not support live pd anymore just no. to clarify under arrest netflix canadian version of cops from isn't the that, 90s isn't there Dirty in edmonton good oh yeah lots yeah. of it's in edmonton interesting Lots That's... of white av. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, lots of drunks. It's good. But our cops are little shits in it, so it's even better. Not a lot of weed busts, though. There's like four or five seasons. I think there's probably more weed busts in Edmonton after legalization. <laughs> like, people, do you have your receipts? Let me take this. Yeah. I had a customer the other day that said he um, didn't take his receipts. A cop busted him outside and took his weed down to police headquarters. So the guy went to the store and got his receipt to go down to police headquarters and be like, um, here is my proof of purchase. I'd like my weed back. And I was like, I can't believe that. Man, I remember when legalization first happened and people were buying cannabis. And of course, there was like the paranoia about credit cards and I can't go to America and I can't <laughs> travel. But then the other thing was like, officers would say it had to be out of reach of everyone in the car. So right. that was always such a gong show because people are used to alcohol where it needs to be out of reach from the driver. Mm-hmm. So it can still be in, like, the back seat way over in Lululu, but if it's too close to you, <laughs> if it's too close, you get a ticket. But with cannabis, like, unless it's in the trunk, you're literally bound to get a ticket. So lots of people at the beginning were struggling, and every time they leave, we'd be like, put it in the trunk, put it in the trunk, put, put your it in the trunk. skunk in the trunk. Remember those stickers? But we didn't I get them because we were in St. Albert. <laughs> I got a whole pack of them. I went. Did you get them it's in my Edmonton? Speaker. Yeah. 
See, but like they wouldn't give them to us because we were in St. Albert, right? Sure. What other stupid shit did we do there? The bubble machine. Yeah. I once bought a bubble machine and had it delivered to the store. 3,600 bubbles a minute, I think it was. It was like $30. And I would set it off in the parking lot or in the store or on the <gasps> counter. Remember your vape bubbles in the parking lot? Yeah, and then you got in the newspaper? There was a picture of me in the newspaper <laughs> blowing vape bubbles outside the store. You remember when I said the bubble machine off in the vault? No, I you don't remember that. <laughs> I set oh, it off in God. the vault when um was working and um then I had to mop the floors <laughs> because it was so many bubbles oh. that the f- and there was such a small room that the floor got sticky and I was like slipping around as I was trying to mop it. It was so good. And oh, then when I left God. the job and they packed up my stuff, they kept my bubble machine. You remember you guys went to go pick up my stuff and they where's my bubble machine? The audacity. You know who you are. Give me back my bubble machine. <laughs> Have you no shame? Yeah, literally. No integrity. No, it wasn't. It does not say property. But we of. also had like, I'll never forget the actual shenanigans of consumers. Like, I hate to admit some of the things that we did there, but I'll never forget when Red came in and I'd freaking turn around and book it to the back so I could be in the vault so I didn't have to deal with her. In oh my God. Art. Actually. At the beginning, <laughs> and then there's yeah. me and I'm like, I was literally in love with this woman. Yeah, I what couldn't. I could not stand her at first. She got better near the end. It was almost like something happened in her life where she like got happy or something. Because at first she was miserable. Oh, me! I was the reason Anything that she that's was happy. Twenty percent is like over thirty-five dollars. Keep in mind, this was way back like when. Two thousand and eighteen and a half. Yeah, and it was always. And then remember that other lady who would come in and complain because we didn't have high enough THC sativas, and she had like the, the bob. Oh, she was heinous. See, I can, the only one that I, like, well, not the only one, but one that stands out really strongly in my mind was the guy that came in and was like, oh, so you're married. And you're like, yep. And he goes, are you happily married? You remember him? And he was like a regular customer that still came in long after you were gone. And I could never look him in the eyes because I knew he asked you that question. He was like a weird, he looked like. Was he the one who got me a fishing rod? No, not that one. That one I remember when you came in as a rep and you and I were standing outside. It was right when I came back from Vegas and all the drama was what's her face. <laughs> He's just like, hey. And you were like, hey. <laughs> like, visibly shit. Handshake Steve. Never oh. forget. That job was the place where I started to wear a fake wedding ring because some guy, like, I handed him his weed and he was literally like this. <laughs> That's the thing, like, that's, I'll admit that that's probably one of the worst jobs as, like, a female is to be a bedtender because mm-hmm. guys are like, whoa, a semi-attractive woman sells weed, smokes weed? Oh, my God. Let so, me worship her. Let me freaking abduct her in the parking lot I was so wearing this dress one calendar week ago today. It was a week ago Thursday. I was wearing this dress and a guy, like, I walked out from the back as he was walking in and he was like... Ooh, girl, I'm going to learn how to hunt big game and come back and get you. <gasps> and I was literally like, <laughs> see, even our, even our sound guy, <laughs> literally verbatim, that's what he said. And I was literally just like, I didn't even say anything. I didn't even say anything. I was just like, you know what's so bad? <laughs> yeah, okay. Because your dress is like cheetah leopard, I immediately pictured the Harold and Kumar riding a leopard seat. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? <laughs> <laughs> the leopard's like high and they're going through a field and i just was like that guy's gonna ride you like harold and kumar <laughs> oh. <laughs> that leopard. 
I hate I that. I hate for us. that. I never <laughs> want you to say that again ever for the entire rest of your life. I'm never gonna not think it though. <sighs> Anyways, let's think of other crazy things that we did at our job that we did <laughs> yeah. together. Anyways. Yeah. Um, um Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Remember though, we also had uh, our great friend Randy. Oh my Yeah, he was um one time my I don't know if you still work there when this happened, but one time our coworker Randy came into the store and he was like, hey, I got a lot of errands I got to run in the city and I don't really want to take the bus. And our coworker said, you can have my car. We're like, no, yeah. please do not do this. Yeah, this was the man like, who went like this one time in the store. Hey, girls. And a Mickey <laughs> flew right out of his damn sleeve. One time he came into the store with a lit cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> like no you can't have that in here randy and he goes oh shit i forgot there's a lit cigarette in your mouth like oh uh. yeah no she's like gives him the keys he puts his duffel bag in the back room god knows what was in that duffel bag literally a pee. Duffel bag. i was not gonna touch pee. it are you kidding me i would not even touch it if you had to guess what would you find in there alcohol <laughs> like it's probably alcohol and uh yeah no he so it was a push start so he like goes we're all like literally on the edge of our toes waiting for him to come back with the car and he comes back he couldn't figure out how to turn it off it was a push start right oh and he couldn't figure out how to turn it off but he turned it on oh my god like he let her literally left the keys running in the car as he came in to get her to be like how do you turn your car off and i was like and this man too like keep in mind as well when you're hearing these stories was like in his late he was in 40? his 60s you think percent. if he was in his 40s he was road hard and put away wet my dude because he was a rough <laughs> 40 like for sure like for sure for sure like i would yeah. guess early 60s late 50s early 60s yeah he was nuts he was absolutely nuts Making but she was too market. Because she used to come into the store with lit incense. Oh, And, like, when God. you came in, there was the door. And then, like, the walls of the building had this weird, like, brick berm. And, like, right in the brick berm at the top of it next to the door was just a pile of burnt incense sticks. Like, the end of the incense that's just, like, stick. Remember? There's just, like, piles of them. Remember when she was busted? Vaping? Plastic oh, <laughs> in the blind spot of the store. Yeah, she left the door open so it wasn't actually a blind spot. Like if you closed the door, like in the back hallway, there was the door, and then there was like a filing cabinet. And if you stood in front of the filing cabinet, in between the door and the filing cabinet, the cameras could not see you. So we would literally do all of our bad stuff in that corner. <laughs> like we just had a corner to get our bad shit out. Literally, the it was the only place you could do it that wasn't the bathroom. So we'd all stand in this little corner and talk shit and do bad stuff. But then one day she forgot to close the door. It only worked if the door was closed because then the cameras could see you up front. So she hits my, not like a weed vape, like a nicotine vape. Just <laughs> blows it like right. <laughs> so I remember seeing the video and she's standing there dancing, hitting my vape. And then they <laughs> called her because they wanted to write her up. And she was like, fuck this shit. I quit. And we never saw her again. Yeah. We literally Which never tragedy, saw her again. She, she worked there for like fun. nine months. I mean, she hated me. Yeah. Hated me. Hated. Hated me. She was threatened. But I think, too, though, like, oh, she was a blast. By my beauty. Yeah, uh, and your amazing attitude. 
where don't start rumors about me you're not supposed to talk shit when i'm gone not in front of me but uh no so anyways all this stupid shit happened there and then eventually it had to come to an end yeah and you got you got your job as a sales rep yeah i uh... yep just on a whim yeah, if you tuck and it. rolled, that's pretty much what happened. <sighs> Things were getting under control there a little bit, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you said, fuck this shit, I'm out. Dot MP4. <laughs> Dot MPEG. MPEG, um, what's an MPEG? <laughs> MP4 is a video Isn't file. Isn't that from some movie? At Dot MPEG? Anyway. Hey, sound guy, what's an MPEG? He doesn't know. Yeah, it's like some, it was like some guy's rap name in a movie or something. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm embarrassed it's, that I made the reference. I have no idea what it's from. <laughs> Send Stoners. us a DM. Let us know what an MP is. Because we don't know. Oh he, my god. He's literally Googling it right now. Amazing. A moving picture. Look up dot MPEG. That's what mm-hmm. we need to see. If it's dot MPEG, because that was like a thing. MPEG versus I hate my life. I have no idea. Moving picture experts group. I don't know. It was a- it's something about coding. I don't know. So please explain it in really, really simple terms <laughs> in the DMs. Yeah. Slide into our Instagram at Emily and Marina. Let us know, Marina <laughs> and I, what an MPEG is. I'm Marina. <laughs> yeah, this is why we sh- like love the weed. But I better hit my... Then I say things like .mpeg, and then we my, end up down this rabbit hole. That's why I gotta take a hit of my Edison Cannabis Co. Designed by Feather Limelight Disposable Pen. What are you smoking today? Before we go on to how you got your job as a sales rep. This is the Zour Apples Terp Sauce by Natural History Cartridge. Cool. Cool. But we're not gonna review it because this is not a cannabis review. Yeah. If you wanna go see that, look up Right of the Leaf on Instagram. Yeah, I was. Or we were the part of a sommelier. We were part of a Zoom. legal weed review. Listen, this is a fun story. Yeah, lots of dope people reviewing weed. Just saying. I was on a Zoom call with a cannabis company who's doing like an education session, and right of the left, all right of the left was in there, and he won the prize for the course I was in. Right of the left? Yeah. Or right of the leaf. <laughs> right of the leaf. Sorry. Right of the leaf was on. He won the no, prize. No, wait. Trevor, right? Yeah. That's and I was name? just like, oh, shit. It's Trevor. I love seeing him on our Instagrams now. I know. He's cool. Out. Yeah. I did not know he looked like that because the whole time he was there, he was wearing glasses going like this. So I had no idea he what was he actually looked so cool. like. He was very cool. He was really cool. And he's really talented. I love his reviews. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot of places to do reviews. Absolutely. We don't do that. We'll just tell you what Sometimes we're Sometimes we will. If it's cannabis makeup, maybe. Sometimes we will. That's the thing is we have a set guideline for what our podcast is going to be, but it's literally changing daily. So stay yeah. tuned. Take this ride Malleable, with us. Malleable. Indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, how'd you, how'd you get your job as a sales rep? Tell us quickly about your course. Oh my gosh. Well, how I actually got the job was super chaotic because I interviewed while I was on vacation in Thunder Bay with a woman and during the interview process, she was like, oh. And I was like, oh my god, that's it. I'm going to get lost now. They're going to forget about me. But she wrote a great thing about me, apparently. So then my boss, my now boss, but at the time, at that company, he was my boss. He uh, interviewed me, and we got along really well. 
At the time, I chose the company because they were the first and only licensed producer with an in-house recycle program, and packaging was a big complaint that we received when we were bud tenders, and it was really bothering me, and I like to live a little bit waste-friendly, I guess is what I would say. I'm slowly getting better and better every week, but nonetheless, that was important, and so I joined their team, and at first, I was just a territory manager looking after about 75 accounts in the Edmonton area. And then they let go of a bunch of reps and our team went from like nine to three, one in BC, one in Alberta and one in Ontario. So I started doing Alberta and then it slowly grew to Saskatchewan and then grew to Manitoba. So I was doing all three. And then they asked me if I wanted to be a key account manager. So that meant interacting with um, the buying and marketing teams for at the time, places like YSS and Nova and Bud Supply and all those great groups and that was a lot of fun, but I will admit, like, the struggle being a licensed producer at that time and still is a big struggle is that all of us are working to be cash flow positive, so we want to do these awesome campaigns with these companies, and we have empty pockets, which kind right. of sucked. So I felt like I could never, like, fully deliver on that role, but nonetheless, the company was really happy with what I was doing and all that I was taking on, so then they gave me provincial responsibility for... Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and uh, Northwest Territories in the Yukon, which was super fun. And then I got, at the time, the company I worked for as the first licensed producer signed up in the none of it, which was really important to me. I thought that was cool. They call it the none of it? I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, like, the stats there. The average age of people is 35. Like, it's a lot of young people up there. Okay. And so I was like, well, if weed's going to be legal and the target consumer for a lot of the brands that I was pitched as a bud tender were 35, seems like a pretty interesting market to get into if, right. if most people are 35. <laughs> um, so got into that and then my awesome team chose to move on to a new adventure. And so I got upgraded to the national sales manager role and took over all of the provincial board communication that's like submitting listings, providing products, working with logistics, production planning, the whole shebang, literally every single department I kind of had my hands in and was, you know, dealing with tons of things to some degree. I right. remember, yeah, I mean, you remember yeah. at the time you were coming with me on trips and driving so I could email the whole time because yeah. I... It was awesome. I loved being a chauffeur. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was the most fun. It was a lot of fun. It was. Boys, boys, Fort Mac, Fort, Fort Mac, Mac, boys, Fort Mac. Mac. <laughs> yes. <was> the worst. <laughs> so funny though. But like even then we went to Fort Mac and I did two education sessions that day and one in the morning. Yep. I did a pop-up. Like it was crazy. Like yep. it was nonstop. I think yep. that's the one thing like there's not a lot of sales managers out there and they do a lot of they do a lot for everyone that they can, like that they right. come in contact with, and they do everything that they can. Right, and I right. feel like it's still not always enough. But so I did that role, and I absolutely loved it. And then um, the merger, the merger. Yeah, we were getting bought, and I felt like I had nothing to contribute to the next place. It didn't really fit any of the boxes that I was looking for, and I thought it might be a good time for me to work for a smaller company and um 
get more hands-on with the plants and work right. more on like retail strategy and right with a team that I loved and trusted and felt like a family with and could laugh with and yeah. joke and so I followed him <laughs> so now I work with them and it's been a blast like it's been one of the nicest summers for me. I think I can absolutely, admit absolutely. since my career in cannabis. Absolutely. Like, I've always felt like I was drowning in work and could never get enough, like, no, catch up. It's a little and, bit more chill. You get more time to yourself. I always know, family. like, I've said this a lot, but I always know when you are the most stressed, you consume the least. Yep. Like, you really do. Like, so I always knew, like, if I went in over your house on a Monday and you had the one ounce, if you still had it the next week, that was suspicious. I always knew to be <laughs> like, because mm. typically, like, if you're happy, you're consuming more because it's like... I have more time. You're right? more you're more chilled. You have more time to just relax, stuff like that. So that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm still a bud tender. <laughs> I started as a bud tender. But Traveled you've... around to a bunch of different stores. I've been to... A corporate Canada-wide? No, I guess Alberta-wide. Then to an independent. Then to a corporate. Now I'm back at an independent. Well, you went to a franchise corporate combo. Franchise corporate. No. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Like, but I was at a corporate store. You were at the corporate right. of the double and I've two-prong. seen some shit. Yeah. Still a bud tender. The job has stayed the same. My building I've been in has been different. But I'm still the bud tender. But... I have literally wealth of information that for some reason no one seems to know. You know it because you've been a bud tender, but. But even still, I haven't been a bud tender in so long that I do feel disconnected from a lot of things. Well, yeah. Like, the, how often do I text you and say, dude, what does the, what does this hash come in? What does the packaging look like? Yes, but is it in a bag or is it in a sheet? <laughs> Let me just look that up for you. Parchment paper? Parchment paper? <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's like I, I just have like, I have the weird information that the executives don't have. But on the other hand, you have the information the bud tenders don't have. So I think that's a really good, like that's literally the purpose of our inf- or of our podcast is to highlight that information. So it works out perfectly. Did we just become best friends? Just now. Just, just on August something at... Something o'clock. I wear these watches, but I actually can't. Oh my can't. god! And my smartwatch is dead. I can't actually read that. I don't know what that says. Drop a message in the comments if you know what that time says. <laughs> it's just for it's because it matches my jewelry. But anyway, so the whole purpose of our podcast. Let's talk about our the purpose of our podcast. The whole purpose of our podcast, literally, just to bridge the gap. Now you know what we do. You know what we, how we met. Where we came from. Where we came from, what we know, what we know we don't know, what we don't know. Literally, we knew we know. We know we knew we We don't know. (laughs) So, like, join us on this adventure. We want to talk about literally every single random cannabis thing that you don't even know you want to know about. Yeah. And even if it seems dumb. Literally. Yeah. Send us a message. Write it in the comments. You know what? I would like to... I would like us to be the beacon of your stupid high thoughts. If you have a high thought and you want us to look into it, we're literally the best people because we know stuff about the industry. And we know where to find the people. And we know where to find the people, (laughs) if we don't know it, who do know it. So, like, freaking drop us a message. Yeah. Our podcast is going to be chaotic, but unhinged energy. So, (laughs) chaotic and unhinged. 
Yes. Come join us on our chaotic and un- unhinged podcast. Joint effort. Joint effort. I'm with- Emily. That's Emily. I'm Marina. And we'll see you again we'll soon. We'll see you eventually. Bye. Be nice. You be nice. Yeah. Drink your drugs. Don't do milk. Milk is delicious.